0: Log Talk Radio. Right into this world, all alone. Guys, take your soul. You're on your own. The crow flies straight.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Happy holidays. Thanksgiving, right around the corner. Welcome to Weigh In Sports Talk. I'm your host, Brian Tarvin. And I know tomorrow's Thanksgiving and the crowd right now, people are traveling and everything. Hopefully you're in your car and you're at home somewhere safe and, and you can tune in to the show because it's Rivalry Week, everybody. And I was thinking about the show tonight. What are we going to do? What are we going to talk about? Or, you know, what the crowd will be like. So we know it's a holiday. We know you can listen to the archive, but we could not miss a show like this. Rivalry Week's coming up. And it's just been too calm in college football lately. The polls have been stagnant. Nobody's really moving. You see Alabama, Florida State, Oregon, Mississippi State, TCU, even Baylor. All you hear about is, you know, who's going to be the, the fourth team in. Everybody's assuming that, that it's Bama, it's Oregon, it's Florida State. But now is the time where where you're going to start seeing these upsets start occurring and if you think you know who's going to make the playoffs, then, I mean, if you know, call in the show right now and let me know because I have no clue because it can all change in a period of 24 hours. So starting tomorrow we have some games, TCU and Texas we're going to talk about. It wouldn't surprise me at all, and we'll we'll go into detail about this. It wouldn't surprise me at all if TCU loses that game to an improving Texas team. We have the Big Iron Bowl. We're going to talk about what's the biggest rivalry in college football. I mean, a lot of games, the Gophers, as we'll have Jason and Sonia Minson on, just a few minutes with us. They're going to come in and co-host the show and, and give us their their preview, what they're seeing in these rival games. Because if you've been around college football a long time like we have, do you know anything can happen. And that's what's so good about it. You know, Auburn's played terrible for a few weeks you know, everybody's writing them off. And, you know, in a rivalry game, anything can happen. You never know what to expect, especially after last year, a huge revenge game. We'll dig deeper into the Iron Bowl tonight than than most other games, but we still have some great matchups. Again, Wisconsin, Minnesota, that has a lot of stakes on it. I mean, just this is going to be a phenomenal Big Ten matchup. If you love football, you have to watch this one. You know, Florida, Florida State made the list, of course, the Egg Bowl. Mississippi State has everything to lose, and they have to win impressively, possibly Georgia with a non-conference rival, just sitting around waiting on Missouri, Missouri, Missouri-Arkansas. I mean, these games are phenomenal this weekend, and and we're just so excited to have everybody listening tonight. And like I said, I think Sonia Minson is in Minnesota right now, her and Jason visiting family, so. So, Sonya, thanks for joining us, co-hosting the show tonight. How's everything going in Minnesota? Tell me, it's warmed up since, since the last time we talked. It's cold. It's
2: cold, Tarvin. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going great. Um, this is my first my first winter in Minnesota, and I've actually I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm not as uh, frozen as I thought I would be.
1: <laughs> I went to Wisconsin one time in January. I left Birmingham, and it was about sixty-eight, seventy degrees. I was in a short-sleeve shirt, and I got to Wisconsin, and it almost killed me being there a week. I mean, it was yeah, three first, feet of snow on the first, ground, and people don't even act like it's snow.
3: <laughs> Tar- Tarvin, Tarvin, my winter coat comprised of a turtleneck, a Minnesota sweatshirt, and gloves. <clears throat> so, you know, I was. When we first got here, yeah, it was brutal. But after about two days, your body adjusts. And I always tell Sonia that 29 degrees in Minnesota is different from 29 degrees in Atlanta. It may say the same temp, but with the wind, it's a lot colder.
2: Yeah, it's a drier cold.
3: Yeah, but I'm so glad have-
2: you
1: two joined us tonight. And, uh, a lot I mean, it's rivalry week, Sonia and Jason. I mean, both teams, your Alabama Crimson Tide and the Gophers, uh, a lot at stake this weekend. So, Sonia, I'll talk to you, your crimson crimson tie. I mean, how excited are you about this game?
2: I am very – I'm always excited for the Iron Bowl. Come on, man, you know that. The biggest thing this year, though, is – and we all know that no matter how bad the team – how bad a season Alabama or Auburn's having, when it comes to the Iron Bowl, both teams can show up. Because Auburn's biggest wish right now is if they can't make it, they want to make sure Alabama doesn't make it. So um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it, but, of course, I'm going to go with my tie. Uh Auburn's defense, I mean, then you got to talk to, what, Lambert's out now. You got your wide receiver back, but Lambert's out now. The defense is already kind of shaky. I just think Bama's going to be a little bit too much, but, again, you never know.
1: And I'll tell you something. I tell everybody, and, and Jason, I'm about to come back to you about your game, is you can't expect a team to do something in week 12 that they haven't done week one through 11, I mean, really. And, and anything can happen. Don't get me wrong. Anything possible. Alabama could fumble 10 times. you That's what we don't know about college football. But if you look at it, do I think Auburn's going to finally figure out how to tackle somebody in, in, after 11 weeks? Probably not. <laughs> I mean, the penalties, you know, its lack of discipline. And, and like we, we talked about, Sonia, I've, I've heard a couple of things about some internal issues going on with the team that people in the public, you can't always see. You wonder why a team's struggling. I don't know if I'm going to to share that tonight or not, but maybe I will. But, Jason, you're go for yes. it. I mean, if they if they go into Wisconsin and they pull off an upset, is Jerry Kill the coach of the year?
3: Oh, no doubt. <clears throat> no doubt. And, and you know, for me, um, you know, we always discuss what's a rivalry, and And I always hear it as you know, well God, your team hasn't won in two decades, so how is it a rivalry
0: <clears throat>
3: well it it isn't it doesn't really come down ever to wins and losses. It's the fact that you hate them,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and for us minnesota we've we've never had any love for cheeseheads. <clears throat> um, the story of the acts that we're playing for on Saturday. There's probably three notches in there that Minnesota has won. Wisconsin's dominated that game forever. But this is the year we take it back, and, and we have a chance of bringing all three trophy you know, games back to Minnesota, and I would like nothing better than to have that ax back in Minneapolis. Um, my key to the game tomorrow, we have probably one of the better run defenses in the Big Ten, and the key will be can we stop Gordon? If we stop Gordon, we win. If we don't, we lose. So it, it boils down to that. And how much heart does my team have? And they showed a lot of heart this year. So, you know, I, I've i got a good feeling about tomorrow. <clears throat> um, I don't think they're going to get blown out like they did, like Wisconsin always blows out Nebraska. Um, but, you know, we'll see. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Well,
1: well I think the confidence that after watching that Minnesota Ohio State game two weeks ago, the way Minnesota fought against a team that was, I mean, obviously they were more talented, but Minnesota played great football, and it paid off the next last weekend when they went on the road in Lincoln, and and they beat a good Nebraska team. And I think confidence right now, going into a rivalry game, is huge. If you remember last year, the Iron Bowl Auburn had confidence with the Georgia game, now Minnesota
3: with confidence
1: going on the road and beating Nebraska. I know Wisconsin's a tough place, but so is Nebraska. So I don't think Minnesota's going to be intimidated by this game. No,
3: I don't think so either. And, you know, to tell you kind of how big this game is for the players in Minnesota, the cop who kind of pulled his hamstring has already said, there's nothing keeping me from this game. I'm going to (laughs) play. So he he will be playing Saturday. Now, how much I don't know, but – the one thing about Minnesota is we, we've we got a good stable of uh-huh. running backs. Um, I like to think of them as kind of like Bama Jr. Because yes. they, they pattern their game a lot like Alabama. They, just, they don't have those five stars and four stars.
2: And, Tarvin, if, if I can interrupt right here, we actually have the pleasure of having two Mitson sports experts. So my uh, our older brother, Darren, just wants to give his take on the game, if he doesn't mind right here. This is Darren Minson. Sure.
4: Uh, they will hey, win. Hey man, welcome to the show. Well thank you. Um yes, they will win. I'm 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 gonna say they're gonna win. Uh I think that uh I think Max Williams will have a great game. Um I think Leitner will probably pass more and um as long as their defense can uh, hold Gordon and uh you know it seems to me that every time we run against when we play some some other team that has a great running back are a great quarterback that can run. We have difficulties like Ohio State um, and like the Nebraska we just played, but I think we'll I think we'll be okay. If, I mean, because I think the quarterback for the for the uh, Badgers are he's more of a passing type quarterback. So um, even if Cobb's a little bit hurt, I think May their backup at Kirkwood will do a pretty good job. So. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll come out pretty good. And, I, and Nebraska just isn't it true that Nebraska just they made up a trophy for us? Yeah, the broken chair trophy. Yeah, the broken chair trophy. <laughs> so, we got that trophy too. <laughs> yeah, so, so
1: go- is it true if if, if, if if the Gophers win Saturday, they're in the Big Ten Championship, correct?
3: Yeah, yeah, and it will be a rematch with Ohio State, and I like our chances of, of beating them. And wouldn't that be something if we ended up being the Big Ten champ, and then, oh god, everyone else say, "God, the Big Ten sucks because ain't over the Big Ten.
0: <laughs> Maybe we're just that good. <laughs> well, I've guy. told yeah. you guys, I've
1: told you guys this that that I've watched the Big Ten over the year, and you know, at first, everybody, including myself, we were writing them off, and you know, I've, I've gained some respect for the Big Ten. There's some. I don't think there's a great team in college football this year, period. So when you look at conferences, you look at the Big Five, I mean, it's just a struggle. No matter what conference you're in, really, you're playing teams that can beat you. And if Minnesota finishes 9-3, and three, makes a Big Ten championship, and wins it, and they're 10-3, Jason, I mean, what kind of bowl game are you looking at right there?
0: I want to play Auburn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I well, I'll, 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 you, 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 you'll, you'll probably be in a bigger bowl game than that,
3: Jason, if, if no. you win the big 10. I, I want to I wanna play an SEC team. I, I'm sick of playing big 12 teams. I want to play an SEC team. If we're good enough to play <laughs> an SEC team, I want to play an SEC team. Because the last SEC team that we beat in a bowl actually happened to be Bama. Yep. Yeah. That's right. So, you know, I, it, if we're warranted, Man, I'm happy we're ranked 18. That's like being ranked in the top four for us.
2: Oh, yeah, you ought to see, man. <laughs> dude, Tarvin, dude, when we got here, it's Minnesota fans. Minnesota fans running around talking about, keep you mom mother blinker <laughs> 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 They're so happy. But it's awesome. It really is awesome for, for Minnesota. And this team right here, I don't, I'm like Jason and Darren. Whatever happens, this is a special team in Minnesota history because this is a team that really – you know, got over that last hurdle and brought Coach Kill, you know, they they achieved that goal. So I am so proud of these guys. And they're young.
3: Yes, and they're young. They're young. I think the only major player we're going to lose to the draft is No, That's true. You know, and everyone everyone was saying basically, you know, oh, they lost Hageman. You know, he went to the Falcons, so their defense is going to struggle. Our defense is actually better than they were last year. And kudos to Tracy Clays. I mean, he he could be a legitimate head coach somewhere, but they're so loyal to Kill that staff stays with them. They've been with him
4: for the past 14 years. Yeah, I think this win, uh, you can you can bet that joke, uh, Mr. Kill will probably be doing a, a victory dance.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, it's it's phenomenal. You see a team, you know, and Jason, you 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 hinted at this in the off and the preseason. This could be a special year for Minnesota and. And you know, it would be perfect to, to end it with a win over Wisconsin, your most hated rival, on the road and, and to get in the Big Ten championship. So, I mean, we'll, we'll cover this game in just a few
0: uh,
1: turn more rivalry I
3: turned to my golfer fans. I turned to my golfer fans. fans. Yep. I'm a Gopher fan <laughs> you can, now. You can hate Michigan and Ohio State, Wisconsin, all you want, root my golfers.
1: <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: It's crazy. Trey put 11 games on here for us tonight. He added a bonus game since since number 11. The Oregon Ducks are traveling to Beaver Stadium. They're going to play Oregon State, and and you know people forget it's a five and six Oregon State team, a 10 and one Oregon team. But Sonya, what would Oregon State like to do more than anything right now at
2: home? Oh God, throw a monkey wrench in the Ducks' <laughs> plan. You know that's all they want. And it won't happen. And it's not going to happen,
3: right? Do you, do you remember a national championship game where else you never crossed the 50-yard line? That's what it's going to be like.
1: Mm. Yeah, but this is a, a heated, heated, however you want to say it. This could be bow eligibility. We're not going to waste a lot of time on it, but Oregon wins this game. They're probably going. They're going to be playing UCLA or someone like that in the Pac-12 championships, Sonia, I mean, are you looking at Oregon as a lock right now for the fourteen playoff?
2: No, not
3: as a lock. They have to win that Pac-12 Championship. Yeah, not as a lock. But they
5: are,
1: they're yeah,
3: closer than most.
1: <laughs> I don't think they make it, guys. Uh, I think I, I think, think they're, are... they're going to get knocked off in the next two weeks.
3: You know, you know who's looking really good is UCLA.
2: They're finally
4: yeah. getting it together. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: now that USC game, Ooh. finally is pretty good. Yep, and you got Arizona State, two teams that remember they played them already this year. You got an advantage, and I think we're all picking Oregon in this game. So let's move on to people say this, um, and I'll start with you, Jason. People say this is the biggest rivalry in football. You got a five and six Michigan team that's about to lose a coach. They've lost their AD. Going to Ohio's 10-1, a team that wants to make a statement to get into the playoff, I think this spells doom for Michigan. I know rivals are, you know, the fight last year and everything. I just don't think Michigan has a shot in this game.
3: If if anyone watched Michigan play last week, you will have noted that they quit. They quit. They quit on their coach. They quit on the game. They are going to get spanked. It is not even going to be funny. And as far as the biggest rivalry in college football, no. The Iron Bowl is the biggest rivalry in college football as far as fan bases that hate each other. Yep. <laughs> so I, mean, it's, I don't it's even hear the you know, The only one that I think kind of rivals that is probably the Red River rivalry, Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, uh, but Alabama. Is, I mean, but, it's, it's an in-state rival, so yeah. But no, it's not even gonna be close to Harvard.
1: Yeah, and, and Sonia, people forget these people work with each other, they live together. I mean, the <laughs> houses are divided, <laughs> friendships are busted, marriages end. I mean, it's it's fun, but Ohio State, Sonia. I mean, are they gonna have any trouble whatsoever? Michigan couldn't beat Vanderbilt right now.
2: <laughs> nope. <laughs> I highly doubt that Michigan's going to win. Again, you never know, but at this point, I'm going to say no. And I'm actually going to let the other the other Darren Minton the other Minton brother, because since I have two big 10 experts, I've got to get his opinion in here. What's your take on Michigan and Ohio State?
4: Oh, Michigan's messed up.
2: <laughs> uh, that's,
4: that's a no-brainer. Um, the, the funny thing is, is they're not going to fire Michigan's coach next year, so they say. But um, <laughs> I think that. I think um, – what's his, What's our old coach's name? Rodriguez. Rod Rodriguez? No, our, our old coach. Uh,
3: um, he has
4: oh. a, a big-time network.
3: Oh, um, oh, um, he, he, might, Mason.
4: He, he might be up for
3: grabs. Yeah, that's true. Glenn Mason might be up for grabs, too.
4: But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Ohio State should probably play their second team. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> See? See? There you go, Tarvin. Some cute Big Ten experts these guys grew up All with. Right. Football,
1: especially well, the well, well, hold on. Big Ten experts. I'm going to ask you a question. Jason, I'll start with you.
2: Yeah.
1: Who's going to be Michigan's coach, honestly? The Michigan fan thing. Harbaugh's coming. Les Miles is going to leave LSU and the SEC to come up there. Who's going to be Michigan's coach?
3: No SEC col- coach in their right mind would go up to the Big Ten. <clears throat> the only coach stupid enough to do that is urban crier (laughs) and he's not even dominating in the big 10.
4: So (laughs) it
3: won't be less miles. So LSU does not have to worry. Um, me personally, I'd like to see them give rich Rodriguez another shot because they treated him very poorly. He could have done things there. And the success that Hulk had was off of his recruits. And then when his recruits left, that's when Michigan bottomed out. Um, I don't know. I mean, Michigan should have learned their lesson of of bringing in someone who is, you know, a former player. Um, Harbaugh, I wouldn't be shocked because I think he hates coaching in the NFL. He's another Saban who expects to tell players something and they listen to him. In the NFL, players don't respect coaches. Never. And it doesn't work. So I can see Harbaugh going back to his alma mater and coaching college football, which probably would be a good choice. So I, I'm going to say Harbaugh.
0: Okay, Darren. All right.
3: All right.
4: You want you want Darren?
1: Yeah, go ahead, Darren. Tell me who you think the coach is going to be at Michigan.
4: I think it's probably going to be Rodriguez. This should be, anyways. Um, I, I really don't. Uh, It could be somebody on the West Coast. Who knows? I mean, I know Michigan has a lot of pride for their football team. They have throughout the years. against history. So they're going to probably land someone that's going to be worthwhile, you know, someone that fits their history.
3: I just hope hope it doesn't turn out to be like Tennessee.
4: Yeah. Either way, it's going to have to start with new recruits, I think, and I don't know what the situation in Michigan is with their seniors and juniors, so. I guess we just have to wait to find out. It's really anybody all. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this Saban
1: could leave Alabama to go make Urban Meyer's life more hell than what it is. What do you think, Sonia? No. No. i Imagine Urban Meyer, Michigan press conference, is like, hey, we're announcing Nick Saban's their head coach. Urban Meyer would quit and run to the.
2: It'd probably run to say, the. Big my, my heart hurt. <laughs> My heart I got gold. It's
5: man
0: you. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, it's, I don't know who it's going to be, but I like Harbaugh. I think that's a good name to throw out there, Rodriguez. Both are great names. Well, here's a game that I circled a couple weeks back that, you know, everybody's wondering if is going to make it or not. And, Sonia, I'll start with you in this game. TCU, a good football team, no doubt, ranked number five. But this Texas team, when when a lot of people thought they'd they thrown in the towel, they quit. Here they are, six and five, bowl eligible at home. And one thing about Texas, they play hard for their coach. Their defense is good. I mean, could TCU be in some danger tomorrow night?
2: I think so, because when you look at the Horns, and the one thing about the Horns, what I like, is each – Every time you've seen them play, like each week you've seen them improve. At first it was certain areas, but then you, when you see them play as a complete team, I'm I'm looking forward to what Charlie Strong is doing down there. I'm looking forward to seeing them play the next couple of years. I think we the, the horns are back on the road, or back on the road to recovery. Um, I think they could throw a monkey wrench in TCU's plan, but again, <laughs> it's a rivalry week and anything could happen. That's a hard one to call. That's a hard one to call. I want to say TCU, but there's part of me that kind of thinks that the Horns are going to sneak in there and, and pull out the upset. All
1: right, Jason, I mean, so who do you like in this game?
2: Well, of course I'm going
3: to say TCU. They beat my Gophers. <laughs> yeah, <if I> <laughs> TCU winning is a plus for us. Yeah, so, yeah, that's my choice. TCU,
0: woo
1: well, I mean, TCU, I like this Texas team right now, the way they're playing for their coach. And, and one thing they'll do is I think they'll contain the quarterback for TCU. He's he's a tough quarterback. He can get it done with his legs and his arm. But being at home, I mean, this team's already bowl eligible. So the pressure's off there. But to win this game and finish seven and five, could Charlie Strong be considered, Sonia, for coach of the year after kicking half of his team off? And the way they started to the finish seven and five, I mean, that's saying a lot.
2: Yeah, he could. I mean, it is saying a lot because this is a team that we weren't expecting. I think when we when we previewed the Texas Longhorns last or right before the start of the season, I think we were saying that they might win three or four. I mean, these guys are six and five now. So here's a team that that you know we were like let's let's, let's just give them this year. It's a rebuilding year. Strong's first year. And then you just heard of him kicking players off left and right. But then you saw the horns come together. And to me, that shows two things. It shows just, you know, the skill of, of Charlie Strong as far as his leadership. But it also shows the quality of the players on horns have. And when you put those two things together, anything can happen. I mean, look at, let's go to the best again. You've got Auburn who went, you know, three and nine. And then all of a sudden, the very next year, you share the national championship. With Gus, so you just never know. With a new coach and with new blood, kids are always looking to fight for something. Kids are always looking for a good leader, and if you have a good strong leader, that that coach can just lead them all the way to the end zone. So it's it's going to be an exciting game. But I want to say TCU, but I just have a feeling about those horns.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going with Texas in this game, and and it's because of Charlie Strong. I was wrong about about Charlie Strong and what he was doing, and and you know I'll admit it. You know, I was wrong about him. He's he's turned into a phenomenal coach. He's always been a phenomenal coach. I just wasn't buying into what he was doing at Texas. But, man, it works. Usually you can't kick half your team off and actually show success on the field that early. But, man, imagine what they're going to be like once they get his players in. So, what a game to watch tomorrow night. I'm going to try to rush home to make sure I'm in front of the TV. And the next game that we're going to talk about, you know, it's lost a lot of luster. Before the season started, you – You'd think Clemson and South Carolina would be, you know, playing for a lot this time. But Steve Spurrier's been struggling. Jason, here we go with Clemson. One thing he has going for him in this game, he's owned Dabo, Sweeney, and Clemson, and he lets you know about it about every press conference. One thing about him, he'll beat Dabo, Sweeney, and Clemson.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I'm just going to say um, Clemson will pull a Clemson. <laughs> All right, Georgia, you think? South Carolina, with Spurrier, like you said, Spurrier knows Clemson, knows how to play them, knows how to beat them. Yep. And we no change from this year. And Clemson will drop
1: right, to out of the Yep. Finally, they they shouldn't be there. Sonya, who do you like in this game?
2: Oh, Spurrier. And old Balkos, he knows, man, he's got Davo's number. <laughs> he's going to be sitting over there grinning. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It's just gonna you be like Spurrier. the water boy. It's, 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 it's like the water boy, you know, with the fines over there. Exactly. You know, he, can't, he, 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 go, he goes blank during the middle of the game, and he tries to run and hide. That's what Spurrier's gonna do to him. And you know, Spur, South Carolina is not a very good football team right now, but you know they can beat their rival again. They're getting up. They're gonna finish seven and five if they win a respectable bowl game. Not the eleven win season that South Carolina is accustomed to, but you can't win eleven games every season. Unless you're Alabama, it looks like. So, All right. <laughs> the next game here, and Sonia, I'm going to tell you something funny here about this next game. Arkansas okay. is, is finished. Everybody in the West is bowl eligible in the SEC. Arkansas 6-5 and five, finished. They're in last place right now. They are favored on the road against Missouri. 9-2. They're one loss in the East, and that was – to Georgia, if they win, they clinch the East. I mean, how? How? What does that tell you? If the last team in your division is favored over the top team on the road?
5: <laughs>
2: All I'm gonna say is, is that SEC West, baby? I'll tell you, dude. And as much everybody, I think everybody knows my feelings on Brett Belima. um The very first year that he was here, I wanted him to lose every. Single game, I did not want that man to to win a thing. But this year, it's okay. You know, I think he got he got humble. He had enough humble pie. He yeah, he was baptized and welcomed into the SEC. Um, <laughs> and he's turned that team around. Seriously, he's turned that team around. Yeah. And to see Arky back to where we were used to seeing Arky under Petrino. you know, we're seeing the Archie the Patrino Arky days coming back. Different style of football. Yeah, different style of football. It seems like they're getting back to, to you know, they're remembering who they were under him. So it's good to see that.
1: Well I mean, you you talk about coach of the year, you have Jerry Kill, you have Charlie Strong. If if Brett Filma goes into Missouri and finishes seven and five in the S E C West, a team that never that hadn't won a game in the S E C before that you have to start looking, Sonia. Brett Billa might be the coach of the year if he can pull this off.
0: Yeah,
2: well, that's the thing. It's like there's so many there's so many coaches mm-hmm. with so many great stories. It's going to be hard to kind of pick one. I think public sentiment would go with Jerry Kill because of all the, the issues that he's had. You know, with the, the epilepsy and having to step out and then uh, coach from the box. It, and then you've got you know, Charlie Strong and coming out of Texas and all that stuff that he dealt with. There's so many great stories, so it's going to be hard to say one. But I, I'd say if, if they did that, they, he'd be on the maybe the short list. <laughs> but I'm totally biased. So.
1: Well, Jason, Jason, since I hate Georgia so much, um, I'm pulling for Missouri in this game. Because I do not want Georgia to play in the SEC championship and have to hear about it for a year here in Georgia, how great they are. Missouri, they just need to take care of business right here. Arkansas is going to the bowl game. But I'm, I'm pulling for Missouri, Jason, but I'm going to pick Arkansas in this game.
3: Yeah, I'm the same way, Tarvin. Um I, I I would rather have Alabama play Mizzou than Georgia, even though Georgia will be Georgia. Um what I like about Arkansas is they have a really, really beefy offensive line. Big, 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 big boys. Uh, um, they're going to ground and pound. Um, and they got a decent quarterback, too. So, you know, I, I'm i going to pick Arkansas, but uh, I'm hoping Mizzou wins. I'm like you. All right, Sonia, you're going with Arkansas.
2: Yeah, I'll go with Arky. I think Arky can do it. Mizzou, uh, they're hit or miss. It's like one one minute they seem like they can step up, up to the plate, and then they slide back down. They're kind of like who do they remind me of? They kind of remind me of Ohio State, Tennessee under Dooley, maybe that second year. <laughs> yeah, Ohio State too. <laughs> you just never know what you're going to get. <laughs> but I'll go with Arky. I'm going yeah. with Arky. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. I mean,
1: this weekend is full of – I love rivalry weekend, and and it's just awesome, I mean, just to see these games. And I don't know why – I'm surprised Trey didn't put this game at number one. You know, the big Florida State guy, Florida Gators come into town, Will Muschamp's last game, and these (laughs) players are going to fight hard for him. I I really do believe they're going to fight hard, Jason, And, and here we go again. I mean, a rival, Florida State hates Florida, Florida hates Florida State. I mean, what's going to give in this game? What 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 makes you think Florida State can blow these guys out here?
3: Nothing. Nothing tells me that. Um, come Saturday, I'm going to be the biggest Gator fan on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be number two. <laughs> um, I like I like the Gators in this. Um, even though I make fun of Driscoll because he looks like sloth from the Goonies. Um, he
0: does.
3: <laughs> he really does. Oh, <laughs> joke! <It's, it's> <laughs> <Choke. laughs> um, they're healthy, and Driscoll hasn't looked that bad lately. I, and I emphasize lately. So if they bring it all together, Florida's talented. I, I'm sorry, but Florida has talent. They just—I don't know—is it in something in the water? Um. But Florida State's not going to go in and blow them out. Hell, they barely won last week. <laughs> what makes you think they're going to start out fast? So, I like I, – I'm taking the Gators. I like the Gators.
0: Well, all
1: right, Nothing guys. We, we, have
3: just... a big Florida, we have a
1: big Florida State fan on the line. Jonathan Nicklos, welcome oh, to we Way of Sports. <laughs> and, Jonathan, tell us, preview this game for us right here. This is a big game.
5: Oh, it's a huge game. Um, I mean, at this point, it is our biggest game of the year. Every, you know, I, just you hit it right on the head. We hate Florida. There's nothing better than hating Florida. Um, now, <laughs> the last time we played a Florida <laughs> team that was playing for a lame duck coach was Ron Zuck. And we were about 15-point favorites going into that game, and they came into Tallahassee and beat us 20-13. to 14. So I'm looking at this game, and it makes me a little nervous. Uh, Treon Harris has looked pretty darn good at quarterback um, but I mean he's a freshman I'm hoping Chad Kelly our defensive I mean Charles Kelly our defensive coordinator can scheme up some blitzes and try and confuse him to pay him in the pocket something uh, at the end of the day we need James Cooper to avoid this stupid turnover we really Whoa. do we really do we need him to avoid being stupid because every week he has a play we just look at him and go really what's wrong with you um, we need to run the football. Dalvin Cook's been a breath of fresh air. And I'm mean, being that he decommitted from Florida last year, I expect him to get a lot of workload.
1: So, I mean, if Florida State wins this game, Jonathan, and they beat Georgia Tech, I think they are they playing Georgia Tech for sure in the ACC championship? Has it already been yeah. said? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah,
5: Georgia Tech uh, locked that in.
1: So is there any doubt? in your mind or anything, could Florida State get left out? So they struggle against Florida, they barely win, and they barely beat Georgia Tech. Are they in because they're undefeated and the defending champion?
5: They're in because they're undefeated. I don't think the defending champion has anything to say at that point. They're in because they're a Power 5 conference uh, undefeated champ. That That's what it's going to be at the end of the day. And this Florida State team, I understand they have not looked dominant this year. And that's that. that that happens. It's very hard to repeat because you have to target them your back. It's very hard to repeat when nine of the teams you've played this year have had a bye week before, they've it, before they played you. I mean, Florida might as well be number 10. They played, who cares, State last week. I mean, it, it, it's it's very difficult for us because teams have had an extra week to scheme. So the first half, that's why teams have been looking better. I mean, the only two teams that we've played so far that hasn't had a bye week was Citadel and uh, Wake Forest. I think we can all agree that Florida State walked through Citadel, wasn't really trying Wake Forest would beat them by 40. And I get it, they're a bad team, but we still waxed them by 40. And so what I'm looking forward to is to see how new Florida's offense looks. Because I've been watching these games, and it seems like these teams have new wrinkles in the first half every week they play off. And we seem to figure them out in the second half defensively. I mean, that's the one thing we've been great at, a second-half adjustment adjustments on both sides of the ball.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, there is something to say for winning these games because not everything can come back from the holes you guys have been in. And it, it is hard. Sonia, you remember when, when in 2010 when Alabama went through the same kind of schedule where they were playing teams off by every week, and it finally caught up with us.
2: Oh, yeah, that's that's that SEC schedule from hell, the one that Auburn and Florida got this year. This is the thing about Florida State, and, okay, I'm not sure what that is. Somebody's crunching paper or something, but I can – I don't know what it is. I can hardly hear.
1: (laughs) Okay, go ahead. I don't hear anything.
2: Okay. I'm not sure what that is. Okay, but anyway, with Florida State – the, the coming from behind, now that's great if this was a Disney movie, you know, but this is college football. The coming from behind is hurting them. They cannot go into into this game with Florida with that mindset. They've got to come in, hit them hard, and stay on top from the from the beginning because just like you said, just like Jason said, we're all thinking the same thing. The Gators have nothing to lose. This is Will's last roll of the dice. He's, if he's going to go out, he wants to go out on top. And what would be better than having, you know, in the, the last leg of your career at this, at this college, beating the, the Florida State Seminoles, your in-state rival? So this game is very important. And, and I'm with Jonathan. I wouldn't be feeling too comfortable if I was an FSU fan either. Um, FSU again. I don't know what it is. It's like they they just they'll, they'll start off slow and puttering and then come back. But there is going to come a time when that comeback is not going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Because the closer we get to the playoffs, oh, you're not going to be able to pull that. That's not going to work. So something needs to change. Either they need to start off in the beginning, but I don't think um, as far as the repeating part, you know, yeah, it's hard to repeat. Bama did do it. Bama couldn't repeat. We could repeat, but we couldn't repeat. But it's always hard to do it, especially when you're in a new system like this and when every team now has something to play for. That's one of the reasons we're seeing better football. We're seeing a lot better quality football with the playoffs because, You've had these teams before that didn't have anything to play for, but maybe a lower-tier bowl. And now these guys are like, wait a minute, we've got a chance. So you've got all of these teams bringing their best every week. Plus, every week it's a new poll. It's not a continuation like in the BCS. It's a brand-new poll. So when you've mm-hmm. got a brand-new poll like that and these teams bringing their best, no team can afford to overlook any game. And the one game that FSU cannot afford to overlook this week it's got to be the Florida Gators. Those guys can show up. I think FSU might pull it out, but, again, just like with Texas, I just have this feeling.
1: Well, Jonathan, give me your final score prediction real quick.
5: Uh, um, I, I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take my nose to, to pull out a victory. I mean, Florida was the last team to beat us, uh, but I don't think they're going to be uh, the one to end the streak. I think we're going to go ahead. We're going to win this game. Thirty-one to seventeen. I think we'll be able to pull away late in the game, um, just from Florida making a couple mistakes. Uh, and you know, blessed be. We, we still have the last year's Heisman Trophy winner at quarterback. We get to lose a college game.
0: All
1: right. Well, Jonathan Miklos, man, thanks for tuning in, and good luck to your Florida State Seminoles. And funny, it's hard in these rival games. Like you just never know what play is going to turn it. And Florida, you're right. What you said about Florida State, Sonya, is when you get to that playoff level and you're playing these, these battle-tested teams that are real good, they're in the Final Four for a reason. That's when we'll see. But one thing interesting about Florida State, I'm interested to see if they make that playoff, how they do with a month off, because I do know they've had a lot of injuries. They've been trying to play a lot of young people. You give a team – 30 days to kind of prepare, get healthy. And you were, you know, Sonia, Florida State, they're they're in the top 5 in recruiting every season, so we do know they have some talent.
2: I don't know though. I There's there's something weird going on down in Florida State. And this is just my opinion. It's not something I read, so all the Noles put your 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 sports and uh pitchforks and tars down, you know, tars <laughs> and feathers down. But when you look at Florida State and you look at that team you know, there's the lip service or the PR is that the the team's behind James' everything's all great, blah, 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 blah. We're one team, we're one team, blah, blah, blah. So they come out, they win in the end, everybody's happy. I'm sorry, I look at what happens in between there, and I think that there are some players on that team that, that aren't happy, and we actually personally know you know, we have a friend that's got a brother that plays on the team, and he makes it very clear things are not all roses and cupcakes in that locker room, and a lot has to do with the behavior and the preferential treatment as they see it, you know. And you're going to see it here in all teams, but I think it's more so down there because it's more magnified. Um, I really don't – I can't say, Tarvin, I I want to say that, that FSU is going to come out and, and just, you know, squatter Florida and all of this, but I, I think the honor and and more of what what's the heart – I think that's the best word to use, the heart – I think the heart is with the Gators right now. And that's why hey, son, is, have is, how's, the,
1: how's the sound right now? When you hear me talking, do you hear any anything going on, or is it gone now? It's gone now. Okay. Yeah, I was Good. talking so, to Brandon in the
2: chat room. Huh. He heard it too, too.
1: But 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 is, do you still hear it right now though. Oh no,
2: no. Okay. No, I think I think it was right. Jonathan. The way he was holding his phone, maybe he was you know that if the window was down or something, it was just really noisy.
1: All right. Well. The Florida State game is going to be an interesting to see. I mean, you know, like, like we talked about with with the Oregon State and Auburn teams like that. Nothing would would make these guys more happy than to beat the team they're in the state with, that they're recruiting with, that they go to school with. Uh, it's going to be an awesome game. I'm I'm excited to see how well Must Champ. I mean, this guy has showed me more about who he is this last year than anything. I used to not like him, but. I started liking him more and more, the way he's handled everything at Florida with class. I think he's finally humbled, and every man goes through humbling. I mean, I have. Jason has. There's that defining moment in life when, you you know, you have to make your mind if you're going to be a man or not. And I think Will Muschamp is going to be an excellent coach one day, just not at Florida. But we'll see. Yeah. Number five game, the Minnesota Gophers, Jason. On the road at Wisconsin, are you ready to to call the upset right now, or is it even an upset in your mind? Vegas has a fourteen point spread on this game, but as we've seen every week, Vegas sometimes they don't know what they're doing.
3: We'll um we'll cover definitely, and I'm a homer, so I'm gonna say Gophers.
1: <laughs> are you going Gophers,
2: dude? I'm married, to one and I'm sitting between two of them, dude. Or three of them. You really think I'm gonna say anything? <laughs> now, of course, right, I'm going with the Gophers. Let me give you the, the second
4: gopher. Yeah, I take the Rollins. This is Darren.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're pro gopher. And wait I... a minute, Hans, Hans, who is my nephew? Hans, who are you picking between the gophers and Wisconsin? <laughs> what? What? Whoa! <laughs>
0: Why? Oh, hold on, we got break. Hans <laughs> solo. Over here so he can hear
2: you. Okay, wait, let me hear Hans give his reason because this one shocked me too, Tarvin. I'm going to let Hans, and this is Hans mentioning everybody, he's going to tell you why he picked Wisconsin. So here we go. Uh, I picked Wisconsin because it's a pretty good team. And yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Big build up, and we get pretty much it.
5: There we go. A
1: man of a man of few words. There, I mean, they're they're all important what he says. Wisconsin is a very good team. They're at home, but guys, there's just something about this Gopher team right now. Just something that they lost on the road at TCU. They they lost against Ohio State, and they they just overlooked. Uh, I think it was Purdue. They just played flat. They didn't play well,
0: and that oh, happens no.
1: to everybody. Or Illinois, I'm sorry. It was, it was one of those I, I knew it was. But, you know, if they could have that back, they would. But this Minnesota team is doing something that, Jason, you, you thought they could. I didn't know. But now I'm starting to buy into it. I'll be picking the Minnesota Gophers to upset Wisconsin. Gordon's upset his record got broke, guys. He broke that record two weeks ago. The very next week, a freshman out of Oklahoma broke it. So he's he's heartbroken right now.
3: Yeah. There's a reason why we're called pesky rodents. <laughs> so, Angry gophers Yeah or angry gophers cause, yeah, I think we'll get it done And, and it ain't going to be a home field advantage Of the cold because it's just the cold in Minnesota So yeah. Well, yeah, well I'll I, tell you this
1: The next game is, is dear To my stepdad's heart He's a, he's a big Arizona State guy about, From out west and, and the Arizona State ranked 13 Going on the road to play Rich Rodriguez In his 11th ranked Arizona Wildcats, Sonya. I mean, you talk about a rival game that hate, they hate each other. Well, here it is.
0: <laughs> <Dude>. Oh,
2: no. <laughs>
5: yeah,
3: I'd take Arizona. Arizona.
1: I'm going to knock Arizona. so fast, both of you here. I'm, I'm going with Arizona State. To win this game, and and I'm not sure, I, I think, how many has UCLA lost? How many games in the Pac-12? Two? Two.
2: But the thing about Arizona so, State, though, because they almost, wait, wasn't it Arizona State that almost accepted uh, Oregon,
3: the Ducks? Yeah, they were close.
2: Yeah. So, the, oh, with this one, you never know. I would say Arizona only because of Rich Rod, but you're right. They're, this is a toss-up, because they're both 9-2. And, and they're 6-2 in the Pac-12, so this is an evenly matched team.
1: Yeah, I like Arizona State, what they can do on offense. I just, For some reason, this team's resilient. They find ways to win. They did get beat by 50 points at home to UCLA, but they were without their quarterback. And I, th- I think a lot of people jumped off the bandwagon of Arizona State. But they are a good team, and they are a team that's capable of beating Oregon if they played in that Pac-12 championship game in a rematch. So you guys have Arizona, I have Arizona State. And this sets up number three right here, the Egg Bowl. You know, a few weeks ago, the state of Mississippi was on top of the world, and now the state of Mississippi, one team, is fighting for their playoff life. And and you know, the committee came out last night. They have Mississippi State fourth. Sonya, I, I don't think Mississippi State's going to get in unless a lot happens. Once it all said and done, but how big is the Egg Bowl this time? Ten and one Mississippi State on the road at Ole Miss, eight and three. Old Miss just laid an egg, thirty to nothing in in Arkansas. So, what do you see in this game?
2: I'm telling you now, I really don't think that Ole Miss is is going to anything's going to happen because number one, look at it like this: look at what look look at the implosion of Ole Miss. Ever since they locked up and beat Bama, look how they have imploded. You, me, Jason. How many shows on on this very you know very show? How many times did we say, guys, don't buy into the hype. Ole Miss is not for real, okay? I don't think Mississippi State is gonna have a problem with Ole Miss. I really don't. I think they're gonna show up. You're gonna see the Mississippi State that you saw against Cam. You, you know, these guys are are playing. This is their show game. You know what I'm saying? This is their making well. statement why we should be number four, because Ohio State's trying to make their case to be number four. You know, everybody's trying to make that case. Because now we're going to have the best, you know, who's the best, um, you know, one-loss team that should go into the fourth spot. So everybody's trying to make, make their make their case to get that spot. I do not think that Ole Miss is going to be able to stop Mississippi State. I really don't.
4: Yeah, and,
1: and you know, Mississippi, they lost, when they lost Treadwell, you know, they lost the week before to LSU. But you could really see, and you saw Auburn lose Duke Williams for the last two- and three-quarter games. It makes a difference when you lose one of your best players. And Ole Miss, they don't seem to have an identity anymore, you know, with Treadwell gone, The defense is good, but it's wearing down, as you saw against Arkansas. If you can't move the ball, I don't care how good your defense is, Jason, that you're going to have trouble. Now you're playing a Mississippi State team with a very dynamic quarterback. They're very physical. And even though you're at home, and, Jason, I'm going to ask you, how much does Ole Miss have left in the tank and how bad do they want this? Is a rival game enough to get the best out of these guys?
3: Is Bo Wallace playing? Yep. yep. They're not going. Okay, here's the thing with old Miss. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't figured out how to play four quarters. Now, how they beat Bama, well, maybe they had a leprechaun. <laughs> I don't know. But they haven't, they haven't figured out how to play four quarters. They got talent. Um they don't stand a chance against Mississippi State. Mm. Um Mississippi State to me is a more complete team. Um Old Pitts is probably a year or two away. They're young. Um rivalry aside, I don't care bad I don't care how bad they want it, they're not beating Mississippi State. There you go. Well Sonia, Wait, what do you think you is, Vegas has What do you uh, think
1: Vegas has this point spread? It opened up at one. Mississippi State opened up a one-point favorite. It's climbed to two and a half. The public has pushed it. Why do you think the line's so close? Are, are they scared of the rival? And they are they scared of it being an Oxford? What what's going on? Thirty to nothing last week. I thought it would be much higher.
2: I think it's probably the hometown because it's sure not their quarterback. <laughs> I mean, seriously, <laughs> it's the wise, it's, it's the wise guy. Yeah, it's 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 them manipulating whatever they want to do. It's got nothing to do with well, maybe you know. Uh, Old Miss has a chance. No, if you saw Bo and the way he acted, I have seen him after three games. He is the most petulant, spoiled. At one point, when he played Bama, that was the most mature and poised I've ever seen him play. I have not seen that same Bo since. He's just he's spoiled. He's petulant. Um, I think that that their their heads got a little bit too big with that Bama win. I'm going to be very honest, I think their heads got a little bit, the, the ego got too big, uh, the fan base, the ones that are left, if you can find any, that haven't defected over to Mississippi State, who then defected over to Auburn somewhere. Um, I think there was just too much. It was too good to be true, and they actually believed their own height. Ole Miss has a lot of problems as far as communications, One minute they'll show up and they'll just, you know, they'll have the perfect play. The next minute you're seeing Bo overthrow the pass. You're seeing a receiver, you know, way over here, five yards out. And you're like, wait a minute, he's over here. Why are you throwing over here? Something's going on down there, but I don't think that Mississippi State is going to have – Dan Mullen is a much better coach than you, Brady. So I think Mississippi State is
1: going to take this. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Mississippi State in this game. There's too much to play for, and – and, you know, I mean, they they went to Tuscaloosa. They they were pretty much dominated for a while, but they did show it. I look at a team, how do you play when your back's against the wall, when you're down? Mississippi State kept fighting and fighting and fighting, and that's all you, all you have to do is look at the quarterback and the head coach, and you'll see the mentality of that team right now. So they're going to go into Oxford. They're going to win, and they're just going to sit, and they're going to be big Auburn fans after that because if Auburn pulls off the unthinkable here, Mississippi State goes to the SEC championship game. So we're all picking Mississippi State right here in this one, and it's going to make the Iron Bowl even more pressure. But before we get to the Iron Bowl, we have a big rival here, Georgia Tech and Georgia. I mean, people call this a rival, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I mean,
0: Georgia Tech, I mean, get
1: get, get, get Georgia Tech out of here. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of seeing them up in the rankings every week. Here they are going into Athens. And, Sonya, I'll start with you. Even though Georgia is known to choke a game or two, I just don't see Georgia Tech coming into Athens and beating this team. Chubb will run all over Georgia Tech. I,
2: I'm with you. I really don't see Georgia Tech now. Because I have some friends that attend Georgia Tech and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, I think Georgia Tech will hopefully make it a competitive game, but I really think, especially they're they're in Athens, they're behind the headsets, I think that, that Georgia's got this game. <laughs> I mean, come on. The only way Georgia messes this up is if they let St. Heimlich them again. And we all know if who St. Heinrich is. He is a patient saint of all things choke worthy. He resides six months in Georgia and six months in Ohio. Okay. So just so everybody knows, that is the patron saint of all teams, all things chokeworthy. these, Saint Heimlich. Unless Saint Heimlich shows up, Georgia should win this game. But again, it's Georgia. If they have two, if they're up by two touchdowns and a field goal by halftime, they win it. If it's anywhere less than that, you never know what to talk of, and that's the god's honest truth. I'm not joking.
1: Jason, I'm gonna ask you: Is Georgia gonna be more interested? in Georgia Tech this weekend, or are they going to be more interested in Missouri-Arkansas?
3: Um, no, nah, Georgia's going to come up to play. Um, Georgia Tech doesn't really have to win this game to make the ACC championship, so Georgia will win. Ch- Ch- Chubb's going to be um, too much. Um, is Georgia Chubb, won't is won't Chubb win the, the
1: win. best running back in the country? No. Oh
3: no, no. Hold on. No. Well, you're <laughs> No, no. If Gurley was healthy, he is. Um, man, i put Cobb up, up against anyone. I mean, Cobb, Cobb showed up this year for the golfers. I mean, he, he doesn't get much respect in the Big Ten, but he's going to be probably of all the Big Ten backs that come out this year for the draft, he's going to be the most robust and have probably the most success out of anyone in the Big Ten when he goes to the NFL. He's a solid back. Um, no, Chubbs isn't the best back. He might be in a few years, but not yet. But as far as who's going to win, Georgia.
0: <clears throat>
1: Georgia I'm going go I mean, I can't pick against them right now. They they beat my boys, and but I just don't want them to make it to Atlanta. So whether they win or lose this game, it has no impact. Everybody out there, listen. This game has no impact on who makes it to Atlanta. The only way Georgia can get in is if Missouri loses at home against Arkansas. So the Georgia fans will have a lot to cheer for Saturday. They'll have two teams to cheer for. That'll be, that'll be Arkansas and their boys from Georgia. So that takes us to the number one game. And anybody that would call in and say there's a bigger rivalry in sports, or I'll just say college football right now since we're in there, I would love to hear from you and hear your reasons. I know Brett Graham, Sonia, he thinks Ohio State and Michigan is, but this Alabama-Auburn rivalry is something. Ever since I was a kid, I just remember the hatred. I mean, you have people killing trees. You have divorces. You have friendships break up after years and years. It's just there's respect in there in a way, but there's hatred. This is very intense, and, and I think it's going to be very intense this year, especially after what happened in Auburn last year, Sonia.
2: You got it. The one thing that people don't understand, and and I'm going to try to make this, I want to try to make people who don't live in the South and who don't know about the Iron Bowl make you really understand what the Iron Bowl is. Okay, the state of Alabama, the state of Alabama does not have an NFL team. The reason the state of Alabama does not have an NFL team is due to this reason. They did a study because there was talk of trying to field a team in um, Alabama, either out of Mobile or Birmingham, okay? They did a study. Talked, you know, did the surveys and all of that. And in the final conclusion, the NFL said that Alabama at this point would not be a viable place to have an NFL franchise because the loyalty to the college teams are too strong and they couldn't see any of the fans putting that aside and cheering for the same team. That is how intense the rivalry is. The NFL can't even get a toehold because there's, you know, it's either Alabama or Auburn. Now, as far as the people shooting themselves, killing themselves, killing trees, teabagging and all of that, we're sorry, those are our bottom feeders. They do not represent the rest of the people in the state with sense, who realize it's just a great game, it's a a, a historic traditional game, in history, you know, but it's win or lose, it's a it's a it's a rivalry and some people take it way, way too seriously. With that being said, Every time this game comes on, if you ever, ever ask the analyst to give the list of all of the the college rivalries, which is the top, the Iron Bowl will always be the top, and mainly because of that, what you spoke of, that intensity, that hatred, that, you know, the the inbred shooting each other because a team lost mentality.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Sonia described it. She lived in Alabama. I lived in Alabama all my life until – seven years ago and, and and we're not trying to just say we're better than you but when it comes to this exactly. rival we've watched football, I've talked to other people. I've talked to people and just and that actually understand football and they watch football and they'll tell you they'll be out in Oregon and tell you there's nothing more intense than this. I want to watch the Iron Bowl. That's all I care about this time of year. Just because of what it's done on the field. Look at just look at the field. But I'll, I'll tell you one thing. You see Ohio State, Michigan you see Fist fights, you see South Carolina Clemson fights, Oklahoma, Texas, but it me the last time, Sonia, you've seen a fight break out on the field in an Auburn, Alabama
0: game. <laughs>
1: never Dude, I mean I, I can't remember never.
2: I'm trying to think. That's I'm actually I'm thinking back, I'm like, I can't think of any time <laughs> that it's I've the watched. fans. It's, 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 it's the fans, right. It's always the fans. And what people also forget, too, and this goes for all of these teams. This is what people need to understand. These guys are not enemies, okay? These guys all went to the same in high school. They played against each other in high school. They played each, uh, against each other in Little League. These guys are friends outside of, of sports. So these guys don't have the hatred that, that the fans do. This is a fan-led thing. The players actually have respect. They love to play each other. They love to, you know, it's, it's bringing your best. To them, it's a test of their ability. Because they know, Alabama players know that Auburn's going to bring their best. Auburn knows that Alabama players are going to bring their best. And it's one of those, okay, if we can get it this time, we're going to get you next time. So it's always a great game to watch. And there's always that chance because yeah. because of the fact that the winner, you know, let's look at it. The, was it the last four? The winner has gone on to win the national championship, though. Or gone on to the national championship game. Sorry, Bale won. I think it's won. five. <laughs> Yeah, am won. one, hint. <laughs> but it is. It's the, the results of this game usually had implications on the national front,
1: so it's a great team. Yeah, and you look at last year's game, and and I, and and I want to talk about that a little bit. How much are you buying into revenge in this game? Remember, these are two different teams a year later. I mean, it's the same coaching staff, <laughs> but, Sonny, are you buying into All they talk about is revenge, revenge. I'm not buying into that.
2: No, none at all. That's that's somebody who's either a new fan or some kid in college who's trying to come up with you know drum up likes on his post or something. There's nothing about revenge in this game. Um, It's always about with Saban, you know, Bama fans and then Auburn fans. know, Saban does not like to lose twice. He rarely ever will lose to the same team twice in a row. So it's always fun with the Iron Bowl because you know if Bama does lose, it's like okay you know, what Saban's going to bring to the table because he doesn't like to lose. It's that aspect. There's never been a revenge thing because we play each other each year. Come on, really? Seriously? Saban's been thinking about this football game
3: since the beginning of the season. He's been scheming since the beginning of the season. Yeah, but
1: but I'm going to tell you this. If Auburn wins this game Saturday night, how many people, who's going to be to blame? Is, is it going to be, Sonia, is it going to be fire Saban, fire Kiffin, a uh, quarterback's a loser? I mean, what's the excuse going to be? Who's going to be on the chopping block, you think, if something happens and Alabama loses at home? I mean, I know some dumb fans will be fire-saving. You know you'll hear that.
2: Yeah, Nobody it, nobody will be on the chopping block as far as Alabama. <laughs> the university is concerned. <laughs> now, as far as Alabama, the fans, oh, pick a number. It'll be Fire Lane kissing. It'll be Fire, you know, uh it's fire seabin, fire Kirby. It'll be fire everybody. But nobody pays plays that any sense that the only person that we need to take a look at and the only position that we need to take a look at as far as putting somebody else in there is kicker. We need a kicker that knows that the ball goes between the upright every time they kick because we get getting these kickers from like the Helen Keller School of the Blind or something. I don't
1: know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, – I mean, but this rivalry, and I've seen it where – Alabama was a 21-point favorite. Auburn was to their third, fourth-string running backs, and Auburn go in and win, I've seen. But usually, I think people get this series wrong. Usually, the best team wins, and it yeah. usually. Sometimes it, it doesn't work out like that, but a lot of people, say throw out the record bug. Yeah, you, you can't do that. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like I said earlier in the show, eleven weeks have been played, teams are not gonna change much from week eleven to twelve. So what you look for in a game like this is who wants it the most. I mean who's gonna step up and there's always that star that comes out that you that name that you've heard a little bit but all of a sudden they make a huge play in the Iron Bowl and they're celebrities in the state like Chris Davis oh, last yeah. year. You saw right. Julio, I mean McElroy, you seen Bo Jackson do it, it's Carnell Williams. I mean somebody's out there is going to make a big play tomorrow night, not the, or Saturday night. I keep thinking it's Friday right now for some reason. But, <laughs> I mean, it, it's just exciting. But I look at this game and I look at injuries on both sides that could be question marks. Like Alabama last week playing Western Carolina. A lot of their players, and, and you know, when you play an 11-12 game season, this is week 11 last week, little injuries have been piling up all season and you can't heal So I think a lot of those injuries were precautionary, let's take them out, let them rest. But Auburn, like you said, Lambert's out. So which team is injuries going to bother them the most? Is death going to be an issue on Auburn's defensive line? How's the offensive line for for Alabama looking, Sonia? Because that's one thing in this game when I look at that could be an advantage for Auburn. If they do have a struggling defensive line, maybe it matches up with Alabama's offensive line. So what are you hearing about the injuries up front, Cam
2: Robinson? Everything from what I'm hearing, um, it like as far as what same thing that Coach Saban had, yeah, if I get my words out. Ten last week, you know, uh, you sit certain players because you don't want them to aggravate. You just don't want to take a chance. But with Alabama's depth, and that's why I never look at, okay, well, Yeldon's out. Oh my God, what are we going to do? Okay, we got Henry. We got you know this one over here. We got this one over here. Every time you look at Alabama's O line, there's two deep. You know what I'm saying? So when I look at when I compare Alabama's O line and I look at Auburn's D line, dude, I I see no problem because that Auburn D, oh my God, I know what you guys are gonna be. I bet you I know what uh, Gus is gonna be recruiting for next season. <laughs>
5: it's gonna be defense
2: because you guys those those injuries haven't worked yet. I think that there's not gonna be a problem there. The biggest issue that I'm gonna see as far as as, as Alabama's concerned is our special teams. That's my biggest concern right now. I'm not concerned about O line, I'm not concerned about defense. I'm concerned about special
0: teams. Yep, that
1: can flip the I can flip a game quick and Juan Bray is actually for Auburn punt returner is the number two in the country and, and he can take him to the house. I mean, and that's one thing if you make a mistake you you, you kick one to him, it can happen. Same with Alabama. If we, we kick one not too deep, and I like them going out of the end zones, so nobody can return them. But if you make a mistake, Alabama can hurt you. But, but one thing I'm going to tell you: the key to this game is Alabama being able to run the football effectively. Will they be able to? And and that's something that I've seen Alabama this year; they haven't been able to do. And it it may be because of the offensive line, it may be because of the scheme. But I do think that Kiffin it frustrates him running the football a lot. I heard, I I know you heard Saban on on air last week tell say a few words to Lane Kiffin about running the football, had a few F words in there GD and some other things, but <laughs> Kiffin's going to have to decide, hey, we, we've got to wear them down, we've got to run, because Auburn's a very athletic defense. They they struggle to get pressure on a quarterback, but if they ever figure it out, like against Ole Miss they got some, they can cause some right. problems for, for anybody. But that's why I think Alabama's going to have to make their mind up and say, we're going to run right at Auburn and we're going to wear them down. And it may be a close game in the first half, but if I'm Alabama's coaching staff, that's what I want to do because it's all about the second half in college football. What can you do? And there if they you can go. wear Auburn down in the first half, they've got the game won.
2: Got it. You just, boom. You, you just said exactly what I was going to do. That is what I see. You've got to wear that D down because you don't have anybody else to come in behind. You. I mean, you seriously don't. So if we can wear your D out. And then your O line Auburn's the Alvin's two biggest problems. Lack of defense is either hit or miss. They might show up one day and if they do show up, they might not give you a hundred percent. But your inconsistent O line. And with Nick, when Nick's pressured, Nick Nick makes mistakes. Now he's improved the past few weeks. But if Alabama, if if our defense can put that pressure on there, collapse that pocket, get him flustered, if our um um our O line can you know, protect Blake Lakes Mobile, run the ball, you know, pass rush man, oh I'm looking forward to this game. <laughs> there's so much there's like all these plays running around in my head that I'm i re- I'm ready to see. I'm just looking forward to this game. <laughs> I'm really hoping that, that Auburn brings their best. I'm thinking that Gus though Gus the one thing I've noticed about Gus the last couple of years, he always saves a couple of plays that you've never seen Auburn play before, that he introduced into to the Iron Bowl.
5: Have you ever
2: do you thought about have you ever noticed that? hmm Yeah. He's, there's always one or two plays so I'm looking for whatever his surprise play is going to be and one is usually a trick play so my eye is going to be on, on what Gus is going to introduce and what Kiffin is going to introduce to counter that so that's going to be the fun part
1: yeah and and one thing that that people forget about Duke Williams the receiver for Auburn went out against A&M in the first quarter I believe it was and he hadn't been back since and since that time, defenses have come out and double-teamed Sammy Coates and actually cheated a little bit towards the run, and it's slowed it down a little bit. Duke Williams is back healthy, and what that means for for Auburn fans out there and Bama fans, now you have Sammy Coates and Duke Williams, two prolific receivers, probably the best receivers together in Auburn history, and you have a running game. So Alabama is going to have to be honest. They're going to have to play one-on-one with these guys, and or if they don't, it could be some trouble in the running game. That's the key to me is the balance of Auburn. They're going to have to be able to throw and run. And if I'm Alabama, I'm blitzing a lot because I've seen Sean Coleman on the Auburn offensive line. He's he's struggling right now. This is his first year. He's, mm-hmm. he's seeing all these big, big defensive linemen in the SEC, and they're starting to get abused now when he's getting towards the meat of the schedule. That guy for Texas A&M just pistol whipped him for four quarters. The referee would not even throw a flag. He felt so sorry for him for a little while. But... <laughs> He, he's got to, he's gotta he's gotta figure it out because Kirby Smart and Nick Saban are gonna come up with some blitzes that he, he never even thought about. And and well, it's playing that left left side, it's very dangerous. Marshall gets hit wrong, I mean it could be over.
2: There you go. But see what Bama's gotta do, they can't miss their assignments. There's a couple of times and thank God, thank God that the play's on our way. But there's a couple of times that, you know, guys have not been on their assignments and you're like, Dang, look at that big hole. You know, what if he had run this way, you know, or what if he had seen that hole and gone through there, he could have just went straight up the end zone. So Bama's going to have to definitely put the pressure on, but they're going to have to keep to their assignments to make sure they keep their eyes and know where these guys are at all times. You can't just, you know, you, you can't sleep on Auburn. Okay, Auburn, the they will sneak something in. You will think that Auburn is playing their suckies and Auburn will turn around and sneak something in there and you're just like, wait a minute, whoa, and let's go back to 2010. You go in halftime, you're 24-0 up, and you come back and you lose the game. You know, so you mm-hmm. never can say that. Okay, we got it in the bag. You never say we got it in the bag until that clock reads zero 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 zero. That's a bottom line.
1: Well, I heard some things going on in practice, and, and if you've watched Auburn play this year, you've noticed. You probably noticed that they've slowed it down a lot. That they're they're never in their hurry up as much. They only do it a couple times a game, but. I think in Tuscaloosa, you, you know, you you come in with nothing to lose really. You got a chance to make a decent bowl game and, and to beat your rival. They're going to have to come in and actually frustrate Alabama. They're going to have to keep them off the field from substituting. Death doesn't matter if you can't get them on there. That's what Auburn likes to do to to Alabama. Is they like to get teams like that that are superior defensively and make them stay in that same package and. Nick Saban's the best and Kirby's smart when they can rotate their own guys and do what they want to do. But if Gus is smart, and I think he is, he's not going to substitute. And Auburn's been substituting so much on offense lately. It's actually frustrated the players of Auburn, actually. Him, even on offense, they they can't get in a rhythm. And I think this week is the week he's got to come in, hurry it up, Don't let Alabama substitute. And, Sonia, one thing that people don't realize is Auburn has nothing to lose here. What if it's fourth and five from the 50? If you look at Auburn's offense and you give them four downs every time, it's going to be hard to stop them unless they get behind the chains early. So does that worry you a little bit? Auburn, they're not going to be punting, nervous, you know, trying to play field positions. I think they're going to come in and try to win that game, and that could put a lot of pressure on the defense of Alabama.
2: Not really because you could talk about it, but Auburn still had to execute it. Look at Auburn's. Look at the past two games, all right? Auburn's execution, they have been very, very sloppy, stupid penalties. There's been like a lack of communication. I really don't think the execution is there. That's what if, – if we play the same Auburn team that played LSU, okay, uh, if we play the same Auburn that – who was that? What game was that, baby? Was it um? – it Archie? Who was it? What, Auburn? Yeah. Yeah, it was Archie. Oh, it was Archie, Yeah. If we play that same Auburn team, no problem. Auburn has got to get their execution better. You can't come out and say, okay, we're going to know how we're going to run the hurry up. You also got to look at this. David and Kirby have learned how to play against the hurry up. They've learned how to slow it down themselves. So when you've got a team that can't execute it, playing a team that's figured out how to stop it, guess what?
1: <laughs> I don't well, I, I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't think I don't think Alabama has shown me that they figured out how to stop it though. Really a hurry up okay. yet. Who have they played who have they played that, that's actually hurried it up a lot? I mean nobody this year has really hurried it up. No team in America really has really besides Oregon, you know, nobody plays them. They play <laughs> out the Texas. No, but uh I, yeah. I just say if you're gonna win if you're gonna have to win, you you're gonna have to go You've seen Alabama against Auburn last year. You saw Oklahoma, and you see A and M a few years ago with Manziel. It's just those kind of teams. You have to use that offense if you execute. Yeah, you have to execute. You can't just hurry it up because if you don't get first right. downs, you're killing your you're killing your defense. But if, if, if Auburn gets a couple first downs, and gets that going. You, you have to watch out, and that's why that point spread Vegas opened it up at seven. I mean, that's saying a lot in Tuscaloosa at night seven points, meaning, you know, Alabama's always said they had a seven point favorite. You're you're awesome. looking at a pick 'em a pick 'em game and a neutral side <laughs> possibly. So Jason, who are you picking in this game before we
3: get out of here? Alabama. <laughs> who else? No, All right. I, I'm yeah. gonna... no I, I gotta pick Alabama. I mean it I it's... unbeknownst to Sonya, I actually watch Auburn games because – I actually enjoy watching Auburn games. I, I actually watch like watching all SEC games, but I, I don't I don't see it of Auburn this year. I, I see more of the game that Sonny and I went to, and it was like fifty-six to nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I'm gonna just, uh, bring
1: Jonathan uh, right uh, quick, and, and uh, I'm gonna good. get his prediction. Jonathan, who do you like in the bowl? We need a neutral party here.
5: <laughs> well. um I mean, Alabama's been playing really well. Sarnia was right. Uh, Special teams is the weak link for Bama. It has been for a couple of years now, so it's going to be very important to see how that is. I'm going to take Auburn to beat Alabama in another thriller. I just think Malzahn has saved his number, and he's been gearing up all year for this game. All right.
1: It's a a point spread's low. I mean, you can't always go by that, but. If Alabama was favored 15, I'd be like, oh, God, here we go. But it's it's nine right now. It, it was seven. It's moved up to nine. I'm a, I mean, it, it could go either way. It wouldn't surprise me if Alabama blew Auburn out. I, I need to see how this Auburn team comes out of the gates. Have they quit already? Are they down and out because they lost A&M in Georgia? Or do they have some pride left in them? You're going to find out how good of a coach Gus Malzahn is this weekend. He doesn't have to win to prove. He's got control of that team. But what he has to do is come out and compete for four quarters and, and show that his team's going to play whether they're 9-3, and three, whether they're 6-5, and five, whatever it is. You have to be able to get your guys up for this. And Pat Dye once said it, and he said it right. This game's not about you. This is about the fans. And Sonia will agree with that. This game is yep. about the fans, right, Sonia? It is. And, and if we've chosen
2: those games – I'm sorry, are we still on – because there was something I wanted to – up right quick before we signed off.
1: <laughs> yeah, go ahead.
2: Well, I was just going to say, since we now are, are we done with our list? Because that was the number one game, right?
1: Yeah, that was the number one list. That was the number okay. one game on the list.
2: Cool, because we've got like LSU, Texas fandom tomorrow. I'm just taking a look at some of the great games coming up this weekend that are rivalries. And some of the games that people really don't pay attention to because it's the smaller team or the uh, non ranked teams. I don't want to say smaller. The non ranked teams but we actually do have some pretty good football coming up and one of the things that i'm wondering and i wanted to bring to the table and ask about <clears throat> uh two questions actually one what does everyone think with the coaching the coaching carousel going on right now i think the two top jobs are going to be florida and um those are going to be the two the two at the top of the list that the ones that that everyone's going to be going for what do you guys think
3: given the florida
2: We started that rumor last week. We started keeping the Chisick to to Bama. Yeah, we said we're going to send. No, we're going to send Chisick to Florida too, and (laughs) we're going to send him up to Michigan. We're trying to. We we started all these rumors on Twitter to see if they gain traction, and so so far they haven't. So there's some smart people out there. (laughs) (laughs) They won't buy into our BS. (laughs) But I do want to give Will. Will is smart because the smartest man. I'm going to give Dean Chisick his props. Gene Chizik has got to be one of the smartest coaches to come through the SEC because this is a man who, as of this moment right now, is sitting at home collecting a paycheck for doing absolutely nothing. And guess who else is sitting at home making a paycheck for absolutely nothing? Will Muschamp. So I want to give a shout-out to Will and Gene Chizik's lawyers. Whoever they are, get me their number. I want them to negotiate my next employment contract. I like these guys. Genius.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Chizik, though, I'll I'll go tell you this about him. And, you know, he, I think sometimes he he let the program go a little bit. But this is a man of some of the highest integrity you'll ever see. And uh, I know a lot of Auburn fans badmouth the guy. You know what? He, he had a 3 and 9 season. It's, I mean, it happens, but – you're right. You're home making about $4 million a year, sitting back laughing and sitting there saying, man, I'm I'm making $4 million, and Gus is barely making that. And he's having to work his butt off 24 hours a day. He's exactly. sitting there with his family, his wife, and he's on ESPN, exactly. our SEC <laughs> network. He comes in in his suit. I mean, That's you're right. right. I mean,
3: I want no him boosters. negotiating my next job.
1: I want him That's no, right. I, want no a, I want to stay at home for years. Yeah, exactly. Right. I want to stay at home None for four that years. None of yeah. I, mean, awesome. I wanna make that paycheck. I wanna make that kind of money <laughs> sitting at home.
2: That's right. Well, I wanted to bring them up because some of the rumors that we're hearing, we kinda of played this game in one of our groups and we were talking about who should be you know, who should go where. And one of the one of the names that came up was of course Art Riles, because uh Foley did make the point that he was looking for an offensive minded coach. So the first thing that we thought of, and I'll be honest, it was Kiffin, but you know, his head coach resume is not that great. But as far as an offensive coordinator, he's great. So, what name would you? I don't really see Art Briles leaving because my three—if he's looking for an offensive line coach—the top three for me would have um, been—what did I say? It was like Briles, Sutcliffe, and who was the other one? I think the The guy Yeah, but I don't see them actually leaving. Like I don't see Art Briles leaving Baylor. He's got personal ties there. But who do you see, Tarvin? What names are you hearing as far as the coaching carousel, the silly season?
1: Well, looking at Florida, I'm hearing, you know, and not just hearing it, I'm looking at Vegas. They have Mike Gundy from Oklahoma State, the leading candidate to replace Will Muschamp. And, you know, I've always said Dan Mullen, but I don't know if he'd if go back or not, but if Mississippi State loses that Egg Bowl, you could see this happen real quick. Or if you see Mississippi State um, get left out of the playoff, you may see that announced quick. I'm still not leaving Dan Mullen alone. I've always thought it. if Florida gets Dan Mullen, you have to watch out, guys. I mean, it's going to be scary what he can do at Florida.
2: Yeah, but you know the reason I don't think that's going to happen? I think that Dan Mullen is going to stay where he is. Number one, he did not care for at all the website that some of the fans started to fire Will and bring him on. He did not care for that, and he made it very clear he would not want to coach for a fan base that does something like that. I think it's a long shot, but if he did, you know, everything's a long shot. You could you could you can't really say that this person for sure is going to do this. If he did, that would be oh my god, Florida would be back up in it. Being he would be back a- up in Florida.
1: Jason, who are you picking?
2: He has actually stepped out of the room. <laughs> he's, How dare he's already he- said. I know. Didn't nobody tell the lead? Now, the other thing that I do want to bring up, Tarvin, if you don't mind, one more thing I want to do to the NFL. Go ahead. Okay. Everybody, I just had, I want to talk to all Atlanta Falcons fans. Atlanta Falcons fans, I need you guys to listen to me, okay? Yes, I am very, very happy that we won. Yes, I am very, very glad that Atlanta is number one in the division. But you need to understand something. The NFC South is the worst division in the NFL. Anytime you have a team that is <laughs> that has a percentage of 400 in the number one spot, something is very, very wrong. So, yes, be happy for it, but don't sit there. That is nothing to brag about, okay?
1: Carolina's won three games, and they're one game out, I think.
2: Yeah, I mean, look at it. The NFC South, I don't know what's going on, but the NFC South has just oh Oh, my God. AFC is taking off. NFC South is just terrible. How do you say it? Terrible. Just Terrible. 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 terrible.
1: <laughs> Hold on. I, I think, Sonia, and I'm going to run and check real quick. but In uh, just a minute, if you're in the queue, I'm, I'm away from the studio just for a second. I'm going to come back okay. and bring a caller in. But, but the NFL coming up tomorrow, three good games, Seattle, San Francisco, Sonia, Dallas, Philadelphia. I mean, who do you like in these? I mean, that's a great Thanksgiving schedule. And you always have to start out with Detroit. They always play. So, who do you like tomorrow?
0: Oh,
2: you. oh all my fantasy football players. What you talking about? <laughs> I need Philly because I got Pro. <laughs> Dude, you know I go by my fantasy players. Uh, Dallas, they're they're showing up. They're doing something down there. Trying to think who I have on Dallas. Oh, I train at Romo. So. I don't really care about Dallas no more. <laughs> yeah, it's but, all my pleasure. Yeah, you're right.
1: And and I want, if you don't mind, I want to touch on something, the committee. I know Brett Smith in the chat room wanted us to talk about the final four before we left right now. And, tanya, I want to okay. bring something up to you that concerned me about it, is when okay. when the idiot talks, you know, it, with Brad Edwards, he do an interview after the poll, and Long mm-hmm. said, you know, he moved Marshall and Boise up because teams lost in front of them. And that that irks me right there because this committee is supposed to rank teams according to how good they are, how they would do. And the fact that Southern Cal lost on the road to UCLA last week, are you telling me that BYU, or excuse me, uh, Boise State and Marshall are better than Southern Cal because they lost to UCLA and they both beat Cream puffs. I mean, that's why I have a problem with the committee, and I knew it was going to come here. I knew it was going to get to this point where these guys are going to turn this into an AP poll, and that's exactly what they showed the other night. Well,
2: Tarvin, you know my mantra there. This is what I say. Okay, during the entire BCS era, all we heard was what? We want playoffs. Bring us playoffs. We want playoffs. What did we say before the playoffs came? Even if you make the play, even if you change it to the playoffs, people are still going to complain. People are still going to be upset. They're still going to be mad, and they're going to find a problem with it. Okay, so now we have the playoffs. Everybody signed up. Everybody agreed to it. So we trust these people to give us the twenty-five best teams in college football, not the twenty-five best teams. Two from the pack three from the SEC, three from the Big 12, two, you know, four from the Big 10, whatever, it's what they think based on the metrics as a whole team. Who are the 25 best teams in the country? This is going to be the problem. There are going to be so many. We can make a case for every single team to be somewhere on this list, okay? You can go through, you can make a a list, just, you know, sit here and, and do the pros and cons. Somebody's going to be disappointed. Somebody's going to be upset. And there's going to be other people that say, well, no, this team is better than that team. That's an opinion. That's not a fact. What we did is we trusted these people to give us the 25 best teams. We have to trust them. We also can't get into this this mindset where the smaller conferences should not be represented. I'm going to be honest. I like Marshall. I do. Is Marshall a top-tier elite team? No, they're not. But how are we going to solve the argument that Marshall should play at the big boy table if they don't get the chance to play at the big boy table? So this is what I say to that. I welcome them to let these teams go on and come on to, you know, bring them onto the list, let them play, let them work their way up, and let them start playing with the big boys. It levels the playing field. It makes them feel included. It gives them that opportunity to to prove whether they belong here or not. Because if not, what we're going to hear, all for the rest of, you know, as long as we have a playoff committee, as long as we have a playoff, is we were never given a shot. We were never considered. They just answered that question. So they actually did us a favor. If you look at it that way, you should have no problem with
1: it. Sorry, right, Joe's in the background. Just one second. I'm trying to, to, to get him real. Okay. But Sonya, what what I'm what I'm seeing though is Marshall and those teams are gonna get their chance. They're gonna get their chance in the New Year's six bowl. If you know the and I don't like that. They automatically get mm-hmm. to play in one of those bowl games because they play a terrible schedule. They and they suck and they get to pick a team that deserves it. So but what I'm here to tell you about the committee and you mark my words, guys. Mississippi State's at four right now. Just say they win the Egg Bowl, they beat Ole Miss, Alabama beat Sovereign,
4: wins the SEC
1: championship, all of mm-hmm. a sudden you're going to have a one-loss or TCU, whoever it is, or Ohio State, if they win the Big Ten, they're going to jump yes. Mississippi State, I guarantee you. It. And, and, and the reason it's going to happen, they're going to say conference champion. And you watch, there you go. Mississippi State would beat the Brakes off Ohio State. They'd probably beat the Brakes off Baylor, but they're not going to get a chance to play because they didn't win their conference. Mark my words.
2: But this is the thing. We can't say that for sure until we know. Now, do we think it's going to go that way? Yeah, nine times out of ten. And also because of the fact that we all know the mantra they don't want. I love this when people say they. They don't want two SEC teams. I'm sorry. It's the best four teams. I don't want the best four teams to our SEC teams. You want the best four teams in there. I don't want to see the best two teams and two, okay, just to appease these liners over here. Who gives a blank about them? I want to see the best four teams. If that four yeah. team happens to be Mississippi State, why should they not get a chance to play? Now, if in that four team happens to be Ohio State, then let them be the best to play. But don't sit here. The one thing that I don't want to see is I don't want to see any of this bias, whether it be positive or negative for any conference. I just want to see you rank the teams for their own merit. Forget the conference. What has this team done? Do they deserve to be in this spot? If they can make a case and they can prove it, who is to argue against mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: And you know what's funny? I heard some Nimrods uh, talking about, well, you don't want Mississippi State to go because they don't w- wouldn't get the rating. How many people, I don't care if Ohio State's in there, Sonia, Alabama, or who, I'm watching those two games. This is the first time in history of a playoff. Do you think the team in there is going to mess with the ratings, really? I think it's just going to blow up. I don't care if it's UCLA in there. I mean, they got in there. Everybody that has a TV is going to be tuning in January 1st for these two games. So I'm, I'm tired of that argument. I don't care. Mississippi small. But everybody's watching regardless.
2: I'm going to tell you something. The only people that say that, and, and I love to call these people out because they are so stupid and they come up with the dumbest arguments that are easily fact-checked by a 10-year-old that knows how to use the Internet. Okay, when LSU and Alabama went back to the national championship, you know, they played, we lost the, game, the field goal battle, went in the national championship. All we heard was this is going to be the lowest-rated national championship, blah, 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 blah. When Alabama wants to play Notre Dame, this is going to be the lowest rated national championship, blah, 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 blah. They come back after claims it was the lowest, claims it was this. No, it is not. Every single game is going to make money. If you're in a national championship game and in a top-tier bowl game, you will make money. Sponsors will pay. <laughs> Advertisers will pay. Commercials will pay. It doesn't matter yep. who's watching it on television. It's being played, and there's 10 sports bars that have 20 televisions, and guess what's on those 20 televisions? That one game.
1: That makes football, up for all one of these
2: game. Five people over here saying that they're going to watch it, they're not going to watch it. That one sports bar just made up for all of them. People need to get this whole – they're in this to make money, people. They're not going to ever, ever, ever. It doesn't matter who's playing. These guys are always going to make a profit. You guys need to get this out of your head You're thinking with the wrong mindset. It's a moneymaker. Yep, if the TV stated there, it's going to be even better.
1: And, you know, these games, Sonia, are going to outrank the Super Bowl, for God's sake. That's how big it is. And I don't care if Central Florida, if Marshall made it to the Final Four, if Marshall's playing Alabama, everybody with a TV is going to watch this because it's the best that's thing right. that's ever happened to college football. And I'll be honest with that's you, right. Sonia. You, know, you know how you said, you made sense when you said, you said it all year. These teams now, when they get that second loss, they're not giving up. They're fighting harder because you never know what can happen. Imagine if you just move it to eight teams and you leave it alone. Imagine how good college football is going to be. You could schedule some tougher out-of-conference games because you can afford That's to right. lose a couple of games instead of playing these Stanford's, Western Carolinas and stuff. And, and I get it why they do it because they have to – I mean, they play nine bowl teams, for God's sake. They need to to have a week off. But imagine – if Auburn could play Oregon week one in a neutral site, and it really not really kill them in the rankings, because this committee has shown if you play good teams, even though you lose, we're not going to kill you for it. We're going to actually, you know, keep you in the hunt. So move this to eight teams possibly one day, but four is great. It's better than two, so everybody's at the top of their game.
2: There you go. And then, you, and one thing that I really get tired of hearing, and this is another argument, that another myth that needs to be busted, This whole, the SEC schedules week soft out-of-conference games, and the SEC only plays cupcakes, and then they schedule them late in the season, blah, 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 blah. I'm calling BS because, number one, this is what I need you to do. All of you idiots and nitwits who say that, this is what I need you to to do. Go to either FBSschedules.com or ESPN, and I want you to look at every schedule for every team in your team's conference. Okay? I want you to look at all of those schedules from beginning to end. You tell me where your own team played nothing but ranked teams from beginning to end. It's BS. These schedules are made ahead of time. They're made two to three years out, okay? This is something that every team does. You have to rest your team. Whether you play a a cupcake at the beginning of the season or at the end of the season, every single team is going to play a cupcake. And that it's not only for them to rest their starters or to you know or to give their their second string um, more more reps and, and to get them out on the field. It's also for the benefit of those smaller schools. When Alabama mm-hmm. played Georgia State, Georgia State got so much money. Right now, Georgia State has upped, okay, they've up their recruiting. They tripled their uh, recruiting, I believe it is. They are playing teams at a higher tier. That money, that influx of money, and that influx of of uh, PR from playing Alabama. Look at what that did for that program. Look at Western Carolina when you see those guys coming in, and that's one reason the coach got so upset at Herbie when he talked about it. It's like, come on, wait a minute, Herbie. You're going to act like Ohio State never played a cupcake? Can we go back and look at all mm-hmm. of these schedules that you guys have played? Seriously, yep. if you want to complain, and he made a very good point. He said, wait a minute, this is a guy who's never even coached. He's sitting behind the desk. Yeah, you played quarterback as a coach, so what do you know about making schedules? All you have to do is get out there and throw the ball. All of these teams do it. Stop the finger pointing because you just look stupid cuz all I have to do is pull up an internet page and I can shut you down in less than 2 seconds. Understand that it's a game of football. Teams bring their best, you went out, you give 100%, you will be at the top. If you really want to be at the top, beat the team above you. That's all you have to do. All this whining well, is not helpful, sweetie. Sit down well, Bonnie, I and talked show. to a
1: coach, I talked talk to a coach that, that from a smaller school. And and he made a point that that nobody I don't think out there got and it 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 sank in with me when I heard it is everybody is not good enough to play at Alabama Florida Auburn Florida State right I mean there's That's not right. I mean there's only a handful handful of kids that could do that these kids that go to Western Carolina they go to Citadel you know what this is their Super Bowl getting to play these teams so why are you robbing That's these right. other kids that aren't good enough, for a chance. Just in life, you're going to go up against better people all your life. This gives them a chance to go out and for one day, for one Saturday, to play on a stage with the best. And They're probably not going to beat them, but by God, why don't they play it close? It happens. You saw Georgia Southern beat Florida last year, but you yeah. have to think of it not, not only financially and giving these guys a rest, but these kids, they look forward to it. They circle it. Hey, I know we played Jacksonville State. Sanford every week, but we get to go to Alabama in November and play. And it's just a big deal for the kids. And, and people act like, you know, SEC teams or anybody that does that. You're helping these guys build a program. They're getting a paycheck, but they're also learning a lesson in life. And they also get the, a chance to play with the best, against the best, for one That's Saturday. Right. And, and and that opened my eyes when I heard that. That made a lot of sense.
2: It really did. well. See, and you also the guy who who scored the touchdown when we played when Bama played Georgia State, the guy who scored the touchdown. Do you think he's? Do you not think he's still not talking about that touchdown right now? I mean, seriously, it's a big deal. Here's a guy from Georgia State that scored a touchdown on what was the number one team in the nation at that time. That was something for that guy. Here's a coach mm-hmm. and a team. Now they can sit there and he can go out and recruit. They can put money. They've got money to build a stadium now. Now they have their own stadium. Had they not played the Alabamas and the Floridas and the other teams that are willing to put them on the schedule, they would not have gotten this. This is what these teams need, and what gets me is these same people who want to denigrate and talk about teams who play smaller teams or non, you know, non-FBS or these FCS schools. They want to talk about it, but at the same time, when their team plays it, then it's a favor. No, sweetie, you can be a hypocrite somewhere else, but you can't be a hypocrite here. Because facts don't lie, and, and you know me, I do 100% in facts. And facts show when a team plays a smaller team, it helps that team become more elite. It helps that team rise. So why not do it? It's not like yeah, you are going to play yeah, a full schedule
1: though. And it allows fans that that can't really afford to go to games. Like, just say you're a Bama fan, and you know every time you play an SEC game is 100 like Brett said, 150 200 bucks a game. Maybe you want to take the family out and go watch your team play, and you could finally get a ticket to that game because everybody that goes to the bigger games they they don't, but I want to ask you something, Sonia. what's the difference between Florida State playing Wake Forest and Auburn playing Sanford? I mean, I mean really, is there a big difference you're You're in a conference nope, if you're the a c c and you're playing nine games against teams that maybe one of them can beat you or Ohio State's playing maybe one or two teams in a year in their conference, they can't. But you know what, Alabama, Auburn, six games they play easy in the SEC, they can lose those games if they're not careful. That's the difference that nobody talks That's about. That's right. Auburn Auburn has played nine teams this year that are already bowl eligible. After 11 games already, Alabama's played eight, Tennessee nine, Florida nine, LSU mm-hmm. nine, Arkansas nine. How many, how many ACC teams have played that many bowl eligible teams? Our Big Ten teams.
2: <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. People get so much into these conferences and they stop, stop thinking. <laughs> I mean, first of all, if they ever thought in the first place, but they stop thinking that the same thing that happens in the SEC, the Pac-12, the B-12, the B-10, where, ACC, wherever, everything that happens in one conference happens in another. What's good for one conference is good for another. Who is the only conference that doesn't have a championship right now? Who's
1: the only conference? Big Ten.
2: Sweetie. I'm gonna I want Jason to answer uh-huh. this. Who's the only conference that doesn't have a championship right now? The Big Twelve. What's That's going right. on in the Big Twelve? Yeah. So what's going on in the Big Twelve?
1: What, what, what's, yeah. what's
2: going on in the Big Twelve? Nothing?
1: Nothing.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? you got to either get on board and get like everybody else, or you will get left behind. The only Big 12 teams that are being talked about now are who? Thank you.
1: Baylor and TCU, okay. that's it. Exactly. And, and, you know, they don't have a championship game. But, but I want to tell the, the Herb Streets out there in the world that Tennessee scheduled – well, they went to Norman, Oklahoma this past year. This year, they went to Oregon last year, and not to mention, they played the toughest schedule in the SEC, usually year in and year out. And and you want to beat up some SEC teams for playing a cupcake one week uh, at the end of the year, like, like we're supposed to go out and play Oregon the, before we play Auburn or Alabama? I mean – Give me a break! And Ohio State hasn't left the state of Ohio for a road game since Reagan was in office, I think. <laughs> and they never play anybody. And it's just it's a it's a joke. Just there Herb Street. Herb Street says he's not biased. He says that, but come on. Oh, I mean, he's, now now Herbie's that they're close, he's gonna be he's gonna be pumping his fist, talking about they want parity, they want equal rights here in football. Everybody should be treated the same. But let's get real, Herbie. ESPN told you to do that because you are accused of showing the SEC too much love, and you love you, you so you got pressure. Yeah, there yeah you go.
2: Now I'm going to tell you something. ESPN. Let's let's go back to this. Remember, uh, two years ago, okay, and we were talking about everybody's opening game, okay? So far, Alabama has played a ranked or formerly ranked team for their opening game for the past three years. Mm-hmm. Now, there was there was one person that you know in particular. We get along now, but at this time, this person and I didn't get along. And this person was talking about Alabama playing Georgia State later on this year. All right? Alabama's first game that year was Michigan. Guess who Oregon's first game that year was? Citadel uh, High School. Nickel State. So you want to sit here... Is it better because you played them at the beginning and we played them at the end? What difference does it make? You still play them. Every team is going to play at least two to three. To me, if you play more than three, then yeah, you got a weak schedule. But if you got two to three cupcakes thrown in there, or at least mid range teams that could pull an upset, say like an FAU or a uh, ULM, then what's the issue? Everybody does it. I, I get tired of the bias. I get tired. Just quit. Just whine, 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 whine. whine. Get the hell on. Bye. But if, you know, but if you know
1: football, you know, I could care. If you know football and you watch football, I mean, I know Florida State's a good team. I don't care if they play Citadel or Wake Forest. Alabama, whether they played Western Carolina, does that mean they're not a good team and they wouldn't have beat Vanderbilt had they played them that week instead of Western Carolina? Look, and I'm not saying this to be a homer. In the SEC, it's a, it's a little more physical game than than other conferences. It is, I mean, even – all the homers of other conferences will tell you that. You have to have some time to heal. You have to have time to develop. We The SEC, sometimes you don't get to play your third team and a lot of your second team because you're in a four-quarter game most of the time. And you have to have those games where you can develop depth, get people healthy. Or if not, that, that's affecting the safety of the game. You talk about concussions and things like that, you've made somebody play 12 tough games in a row you're going to have a lot of injuries, and that's just the bottom line.
2: That's true. But you, do you also remember, okay, when we were talking about the strength of schedule and as far as playing your, your in-conference rivals and your other your other conference members, let's talk about Ohio State. I remember Ohio State almost losing to Purdue when Michigan, when uh, Minnesota, how much did we beat them by? Well, we beat them. 38. I'm right. We sure killed them. But it went down to the wire with Ohio State. I wanted to go back to Ohio State because this is the problem with Ohio State fans. Ohio (laughs) State fans have forgotten that they are not as good as they think they are. You are good, okay? You are good for the Big Ten. You are good for where you are. But don't keep thinking that this Ohio State is the same Ohio State from years before. Urban Meyer has gotten you to a good level within the Big Ten. Ohio State has yet to really, really be tested really be tested since Urban Meyer has been there. So we're going to see, with the college football playoffs, if they do decide to slide Ohio State in there instead of Mississippi State, that's when we're going to hear more of the conference. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to hear the Big Ten versus, well, Ohio State did this in the Big Ten, well, Mississippi State did that in the SEC. So that's where the whole conference weight, you know, the weight of the conference comes in. I'm tired of it, but it's part of college mm-hmm. football. And I'm sorry, Mississippi State, when you got the SEC West, who has every single team? If this is the first time in college football history, an entire division has been bowl eligible. Okay, you've got them standing up there, and you're gonna sit here and tell me that Mississippi State should take a backseat to Ohio State? It's a blank Thank out you. of here. Jason, why do you Thank you, you know, you
1: know, hold, hold on just a second, Jason and Sonya. You know, Michigan yeah. State played Ohio State a couple weeks ago. Do you realize that was the first time all season that Ohio State played a ranked team, Jason? I mean, yeah. you get nine exactly. games to tune up a little bit. Before you play anybody even ranked, that's why I picked Ohio State to beat Michigan State. They were fresh. They haven't played anybody I, all season, and now here they come. Now their schedule's gotten tougher, and now we're seeing them struggle more.
3: This, this, is my, this is my impression of Ohio State. When I watched them in a bowl game, I watched them lose. Okay, so they are famous for winning their conference, their division, but then getting to a bowl game and losing. When you have to search and go back in your archives and your Rolodex in your brain and try to remember when was the last time they won or won a national championship, you haven't been good for a long time. You've been good enough in my conference, but when it comes to playing other conferences, bowl records speak for themselves.
2: Yeah, I mean, look at UCLA. I could see UCLA playing Ohio State and, and, and beating Ohio State because UCLA is, is clicking on a lot of cylinders. They were against USC yep. at least. Ohio State is hit or miss. Ohio State, that's the reason Urban went there. Urban went to the Big Ten because he did not want to face Saban. He did not want to face these other coaches coming up as far as the Petrinos and all of those guys. So, he goes where he can be king. Okay? He can be king in the Big Ten. But, when you look at Ohio State, I'm sorry. Minnesota might have lost, but Minnesota played better. Ohio State made a lot of commercial a lot of um a lot of uh mistakes. They had a lot of penalties that they didn't have to make, but he's also depending on one or two players. I need to see a complete team. That's what I'm looking at. When I see a team that only that only has it's like you can only win if you have this player. You can only win if you have that player. Like with UGA. UGA disproved all the naysayers. Everybody was like, they won't win without Gurley. Well, guess what they did? They won without Gurley. They've got children. Mm-hmm. You're seeing the sweet UGA. I want to be with these other teams. So that's what gets me when people want to talk about stuff. I said, look at Oregon. Oregon, oh my, the flying Hawaiian, Mariota, that kid right there has wings on his feet. Heisman. Okay? that is That kid right there, oh, my God. If we could get him somewhere in Atlanta, it would be nice. But... If you take him away, what else do you have?
1: Yeah, now I figured it out, guys. If anybody is coming to you with an argument and they're talking about your non-conference schedule, they've already lost the argument. That's all you have to say from now on. So, I mean, if you're you're trying to debate, if I'm trying to to, to see if Auburn is better than TCU. And I'm having to go to TCU's out-of-conference schedule. Auburn's not better than TCU. I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to mm-hmm. grasp his straws here. And, and that's, that's just the, the deal. And you, you look at Mississippi State's quarterback, what he's done in the SEC week in and week out, of course he's had a bad game or so. I mean, you're playing the best of the best every week where you see Ohio State's backup quarterback come in and, and actually get better as the season goes on. So why are we rewarding him, talking about him being great? Because – you lose to Alabama on the road, and you don't have a great game, and you're you're already out of the conversation. That's what gets me uh, heated a little bit.
2: I'm going to tell you, Tarvin, it all boils down to media bias,
4: and I'm going to show. And we're we're going to go
2: <clears throat> against the SEC right now because I'm going to tell you what this is the deal with ESPN. Okay, yes, ES, ESPN hyped the SEC up, but had ESPN been around when the Big Ten was on top, when the SEC was not winning. When um, it was the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the Pac 12 that were the team of the year, and everybody heard about them, it would be the same thing. The difference is the SEC got their turn on the top in the in the advent of social media technology. Okay, now football is cyclical. We all know that you're up, you're down. The SEC's time when they go down, it's coming. All right, all of these teams are going to go around, but this is what gets me about the hypocrisy. It's okay for your team to go, to you know, to go and, and lose and it's okay. Like, they want to talk about how we all, we're, we're homers because we might cheer, like if a person cheers for an SEC team in the bowl game, then you're a conference homer. Wait a minute, why am I going to cheer for your team? I don't give a blank about Big 12. Yeah, I want an SEC team to, be, to beat the Big 12. Because guess what? That's a conference record. Yeah, I want the SEC teams to win in the, in the bowl. That's what that is. It's more money. We share that revenue. But you'll turn around and do the same thing. And you'll see these same people that will come back and say, Oklahoma beat Bama. Yeah, go big. Wait a minute. Now, I can't say that, but I thought you were an Ohio State fan. Why are you cheering for Oklahoma? You understand what I'm saying? It's
0: exactly. There's always this
2: hypocrisy. There's always this hypocrisy. I have never heard of any fan that sits here and says we are number two. We don't want to win a national championship. We just want to win at least six games. Unless you're Auburn when you went three games, that's the free auto. (laughs) But every team wants your team to go all the way. If you don't want your team to win it all, why are you rooting for them? So don't sit here and give me this bull crap about oh no no no, it's only SEC fans that are SEC homers. No, you're all homers. You want your team to win, and you want your conference to win. Get those blinders off. Quit trying to blow that smoke. You're just mad that right now the SEC happens to be on top. Guess what? Your turn is coming, or it has come and gone. Get over it. Let's stick to football. Let's talk about good football. Let's talk about how to improve improve this. Let's go to an eight-game. You know, let's go to six-game playoffs. Let's go to an eight-game playoff. Let's get that way, but we need to get rid of this conference bias crap. I am seriously sick of it.
1: But but if you go to eight teams, you're, you're, all you're going to do is invite more SEC teams possibly in there, and then you're really going to, you know, people that, that talk about that. If you can't get into the four, you want to increase it always. That's a human nature. But if you hate the SEC and you hate good conferences, and you're that's all you're going to see are those conferences. But it's like going back before we close if you leave Miss- if you leave a one loss mississippi state team out of the 14 playoff then you've already done an injustice and you you got you've went against every, everything you said you stood for and everything before it even started so we'll see the committee's got a lot of pressure on them we'll see how how they respond to conference championships conference championships should only matter if two teams you're comparing are equal not equal in record because conferences are different but each right yes. And and the eye test. If I look at Ohio State and I look at Mississippi State and I say these teams are mirror images of each other. They're both very great. The difference is Ohio State, they did win their conference. Maybe they played a little tougher schedule or something. Then you look at the conference championships. But so if you're telling right. me Ohio State wins the Big Ten and Mississippi State's lost one game in the SEC, then I'm telling you Mississippi State's a better football team. And it, it, There's not even a debate right there.
4: Well, it's,
2: it's, and the main reason It's again, Tarvin, people are looking at the playoffs, the POC, with BCS eyes. You've got to stop thinking BCS. So many people are still thinking BCS criteria. They're still thinking, uh, BCS guiding, you know, guidelines and standards. And they're looking at the playoff committee still thinking like they're looking at the BCS. But the bottom line is okay, you didn't like the fact that the, the teams from the SEC, not all SEC teams, so let's get that right teams from the SEC were going to the big game and winning So you come up with a playoff. Okay, so what happens, just say, for example, you got Alabama, Mississippi State. And say Alabama or Mississippi State wins the first college football playoff. How long before we start looking for another system? You can't always, because you don't like the winner, you can't go changing the system. And that's why, to me, a lot of college football fans are like little kids. I'm not winning, so let's change it to make it easy for me to win. Well, that doesn't work either. Well, I don't like that either. Let's change this. No, we're going to stick to one because the bottom line is if they win in all three systems, that's a damn good team. That's just the bottom line. So don't sit here and try to change things up just to try to get your team in. That's all we're going to do. It's a waste of time. It's stupid.
1: Well, I want to tell Brett Smith in the chat room, he said he tried to call and get in. I see seven people in there right now. And uh, if he hung up, I don't see him. But if he wants to call in real quick, call in now, or we can wait till Sunday night. But, Brett, I'm sorry I missed your call, but I don't see anybody with their hand up really in the studio trying to get in. But guys, thanks for uh, for joining me tonight, Sonia, Jason, for co-hosting, Brett, Jonathan. Thanks for joining us, and everybody that's listening by phone or going to listen in the archive. We want you to have a great Thanksgiving, and um, and Sonia, y'all be safe in Minnesota. Enjoy your Thanksgiving as well. Oh,
2: we will. We will be on air Sunday. If you need us to co host just shoot me a message, you know it, but we'll still be supporting you. Everybody have a great and wonderful Thanksgiving. Darren, Jason and Hans Minson, my Minson men are sitting here with me. I them. Darren Jason Hans. Go go first. And they're all saying go go first. <laughs> so we want to wish everybody thank you.
1: Hans is saying go badgers. What you yeah,
2: well yeah, Hans is saying go badgers. We're not gonna tell anybody about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You well,
1: it was great to have the, the new additions to this show and Minnesota family. If you're family of the Minson's, you're family of mine. So thanks Aww. for joining the show. And, and, guys, be safe, and we'll talk to you this weekend. And War Eagle, Sonya.
2: All right, roll tide. I'll talk to you later. Son. All
0: right, go. All right, see ya. All right, <laughs> right next, next. Head into this world, all alone. take your show. You're on your own. A crow flies.